Welcome to Raw is OG. Hatch, man, you know the fuck that nigga play on me, man. <laughs> Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast, hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee! Now, spin the block, man, for them hating ass niggas in the back, man. Let them know I'm the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest motherfucking host of them all. Oh, gee! Hash, me who the fuck it is, man. What's up with y'all, man? How the fuck is y'all doing? Hope that looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on in trenches, man. Take shit each and every motherfucking episode, man. I want to shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all love and support. Let's keep this empire break by motherfucking me break. We well over motherfucking me 13,000 streams and motherfucking me views. All motherfucking me ready. Round of a motherfucking applause, please. Um, and for the people that's watching on YouTube at OG TV, man, go ahead and drop them up on me. Like, subscribe to the channel, ring that bitch, and keep up with everything that's coming with the channel. Um, you guys can't hear the drops as it, as people that can listen on audio, um, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Apple Pocket, all that shit. Y'all can't hear the motherfucking me drops, man. I got a new camera and everything is not connected like it was, you know what I'm saying, a couple weeks ago. So I'm still trying to get everything connected and shit like that so I can have the sound coming out. I may just plug my motherfucking sound bar in. I wasn't going to do that for this episode, but I was kind of rushing because I want to get this shit done before the game come on. Um, but shout out to y'all watching on YouTube. <laughs> and of course, everybody that's tapped in on all the DSPs, man, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, um, Audible, et cetera, et cetera, man. No matter where you listen to your, your podcast, man, wherever the fuck you at, tap in right now. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to my day one listen and my last time listen. Don't matter. I'm strange motherfucking me matter. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. Nigga ain't feeling too good. <laughs> I was not finna come in here and finna fucking record today, but I said, fuck, I spent too much money on all this motherfucking equipment. <laughs> I spent too much money on all this goddamn equipment for me to start taking motherfucking breaks and shit like that, man. So I said, fuck that. And I got my ass in here and started motherfucking recording. Um, but I ain't really been on shit, man. I've been laying around after I got up working shit, trying to tap into more of this fashion shit, trying to look into more, you know what I'm saying, clothes type shit, bro. I'm trying to. You know, I'm at that weird time, that weird period right now in my life to where it's like I want to switch my style up, but I kind of want to keep it the same. I've never been that suit and tie ass nigga, you know what I'm saying? I I really don't even like wearing pants, but I kind of want to give me some some nice, comfortable type motherfucking me pants type shit. The pants I be getting, I got some, uh, I don't even know what the fuck the motherfuckers is called, but the motherfuckers wearing like $200 type shit. They cool, they black type shit, ain't nothing too... Ca- too crazy about the motherfuckers, but it's like the size I wear and the shit I'm really looking for. It should be costing too much money, bro. I'm a sweatpants wearing ass nigga. <laughs> I keep it comfy type shit. Give me some sweats, you know what I'm saying? Some nice motherfucking me kicks type shit, a hoodie, a nice tee, some shit. I'm straight type shit, but I kind of want to switch it up. I don't know. I'm in that weird kind of phase in my life, bro. So I've been a little bit tapped in with fashion these last couple of days, trying to, you know what I'm saying, look into more shit I want to look uh, get into. I found some Tom, what's it called? Tom Boloco. I don't know. Tom Boloco. I don't know. They got some nice ass shirts, but the motherfuckers kind of, I don't know. <laughs> the, the models they got wearing the motherfuckers don't look like me type shit. <laughs> they don't look like your boy type shit. Um, but 
besides that shit, nigga been trying to get over a little a little cold. I've been getting every time I wash my motherfucking me hair, bro, and I gotta walk this dog outside, but this weather be fucking me up, bro. So a nigga ain't is not feeling too good. Said fuck it, put a hoodie on and said, let's get it, man. Rapping the lake is hard today, bro. We got the clippers. I'm recording this before the clippers game, so I'm kind of in a good mood. <laughs> we shall see how the motherfucking me night will end. We ain't beat these niggas in 10 straight games type shit. But I got a feeling we're going to pull this one out, man. I had to bring out that big boy today with a nice-ass Laker hoodie, man. Drop a nice pretty penny on this motherfucker, if I must say so. <laughs> um, But I don't know how long I'm going to be in recording. I don't know how long this episode will be. Like I said, I really don't feel too motherfucking me good. Um, the docket is is what it is, but we kind of doing this shit off top of the dome, bro. It's probably going to be the least most uh, the most least prepared episode you ever will hear from this mother, the thin line between Genius and Sandy podcast, bro. But, um, it is a few things I did want to tap into. I do want to say, first of all, congratulations to the LSU uh, women's basketball team. Round of applause for them, please. <laughs> Enough of that, please, just because you two can't hear that. <laughs> but shout out to Angel Reese, man. Shout out to the whole, the whole team. And that was a beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful performance in the championship game. I'm not going to sit there and act like I watched the whole goddamn tournament. Um, but we all know it was, it was a lot of controversy coming around that tournament. It's like it's kind of crazy because all the talk right now about the tournament, uh, about the LSU, um, LSU basketball team isn't really about them winning the championship. It's really about the celebrate the celebrations and the antics that went on afterwards or ensuing the conclusion of the motherfucking game by Andrew Reese and you know other people gritty in and her doing the point to her finger, talking about she got a ring and. You know what I'm saying? Talking about doing the month of me, Tony Yayo to Johnson, and you can't see me type shit to Kaylin Clark. And we all know our rage that spark. I think the nigga from Barstool Sports, the, uh, what's his name, David Portnoy. Um, <clears throat> and the only reason why I really know that nigga is I think my nigga X was giving me hip on him and like Big Cat or some shit like a few years ago when them niggas was uh, doing the whole U- U- UFC type shit when they were showing their face. Um, I think he said some shit like Angel Reese was a classes uh piece of shit or something like that for doing that to Caitlin Clark. Um you got Dr. Judd, Dr. Biden, uh, the first lady trying to invite Iowa. That's what it was, right? Iowa. Yeah, I think it was Iowa. Uh trying to invite the losing team to the White House too for, you know what I'm saying, when LSU go up there to meet the president. It's like a whole bunch of bullshit. The white some white people got mad on motherfucking me on, on Twitter. That's it sparked a whole outrage on Twitter. You got um some some columnists from ESPN uh speaking their mind. Uh, there's a bunch of motherfuckers speaking their mind about the whole antics and shit like that. And it really takes away from the actual game. Because the game was actually pretty motherfucking amazing, I'm, if I if I must say so. Like, that game was way better than the men's game. I fell asleep on the men's game. And that could be because we all knew UConn was going to win. But that's not because UConn was some dominant motherfucking me team. UConn was probably one of the weakest motherfucking teams I've seen in the last five years, to be honest with you. That women's game? I think that women's games reached 9.9 million views, bro. It was 9.9 million people watching that shit, bro. That game was fucking amazing. But that game brought out one thing. And it's crazy because as much as I want to sit and congratulate LSU and, you know, and talk about the game, I'm not. Nobody is. And it's fucked up. Because you never we've we've been women's basketball has been missing that. It's been missing that. And it's and it's always been women who could ball. Maya Moore was hooping. Candace Parker was hooping. Lisa Leslie was hooping. They was in college hooping, my nigga. Brittany Griner was hooping. Skylar Diggins was hooping in college. 
the thing about this shit that really made this what it was, and it, and it, and it's kind of funny how America works. This game, this whole situation, the nine point nine million people watching this game, the controversy afterwards, it highlights how big of a, a impact race plays in America. Because how many times do you have an all-white team versus an all-black team? They had the video going up of of, a pregame of uh, Iowa singing some white song. I'm sorry. I don't know it. I'm pretty sure it's Taylor Swift or some shit like that. I'm pretty sure. Some high school musical classic. I watched it when I was little, but hey, (laughs) Corbin Blue was my nigga. (laughs) But when you see LSU celebrating afterwards, they playing that Boosie Badass. You see how race is playing a factor in this. You see why Dr. Biden is trying to invite him to the White House. Because when you see Caitlin Clark out there balling like a motherfucker, and don't get it twisted, I tuned in for Caitlin Clark. I didn't tune in to see Angel Reese do a, get a double-double. As much as I appreciate that, as nice as that is, I tuned in for Caitlin Clark. She brought them millions of motherfucking views because it was a fucking white girl. Going against a black girl, going against an all black team, all black uh, school going against an all white school. That's how. That's just how it was. That's just how it was. And you see how race played a part in that because the views was out the fucking roof. The outrage afterwards was fucking. You can't put a price on that. You can't put a price on the motherfucking me promotion that Angel Reese is getting right now. She's everywhere, talking shit, talking cash shit, and I love it. But we know that's going to turn on her. We know people are going to turn on her eventually. This is Shakari. Angel Reese is Shakari Richardson. She is her and her is she type shit. Like, like th- we've seen this before. So I'm loving it. I love the, I love how, yes, we've came out, we come out on top on this one. We won. We whooped their ass. Mm-hmm. And, and, and unapologetically black women whooped their ass. But that's not taking away how cold Caitlin Clark was. I'm be honest with you, all them white girls could shoot. I'm so I was like, damn, all them white girls could shoot. Caitlin Clark is Steph Curry, bro. She's Stephanie Curry, my nigga. I'm sorry. Everybody talking that Larry Bird shit. I seen Steph Curry. She <laughs> sidestepping that motherfucker, yanking that motherfucker from 40. She popping the pick and roll, dropping that bitch over the top like Steph Curry. She brought she brought motherfuckers there, bro. That's that that's Magic and Bird all over again. You know how that refigure how that how that re uh, uh how that gave surgeons to the motherfucking NBA. Which race played a part in that when they was in college? Race played a part in that, bro. When you got a when you got a cold ass white person. And a cold-ass black person going at it, my nigga, that's what they need, bro. America is driven off race. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just what the fuck it is. And to see the outrage at Angel Reese doing that, I wasn't surprised by that. I wasn't surprised by that. Of course, when Kaylin Clark does it, it's the passion. Oh, my God. The, the moxie. When Angel Reese do it, it's classless. It's... it's, it's is 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 arrogant, you know what I'm saying? It's ignorant, it's all the other shit, it's all types of shit. We seen it with fucking with Tom Brady do some shit on the sideline. 
It's the passion. The old man still got it. Motherfucker, me, Lamar Jackson do it. That nigga can't get a contract. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we've seen this before. So I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that at all. I'm not surprised by when 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 you see when you see a a, a towering team of, of black strong women talking cash shit and, and performing against a team of, of of strong white women. I'm not surprised that the the amount of support and the amount of people that's looking at the Iowa team as victims type shit. I'm not surprised by that, and neither should you, because this is America, my nigga. This is fucking America. If Iowa would have fucking won, if Iowa would have won, my nigga, then this wouldn't even be a story. And tell you the truth, them 9.9 million views, if it would have been South Carolina versus LSU, it wouldn't have been 9.9 million views in that, in that fucking uh, championship game. It was literally Caitlin Clark versus Angel Reese. I, that Iowa all-white uh, basketball women's team versus that LSU all-African-American women's team. Race played a huge part in that, bro. And on one, and it's really sad when you really think about it because that highlights why America is so fucked up when you truly, when you truly want to look at this shit. It truly motherfucking does. Um, but I, once again, congratulations to um, Angel Reese and the LSU women's basketball team. Um, congratulations to Kaitlyn Clark and the Iowa team, bro. That, I'm gonna be honest with you. The simple fact that she's not eligible to go to the draft is crazy. I think they said she was a junior. Like, I don't know if she has like some, some academic shit or something. I don't know what the fuck going on with that, but like some transfer shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. But it's kind of crazy she got to stick around, bro. And it's kind of I hate that for athletes when they have one of the best performances of 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 of, of all time and they gotta come back type shit. That's like when um what's the nigga name? Uh was it Tua? When Tua had Took over for um, Jalen Hurts and shit, and performed in the championship game. They had to come back. And then niggas getting hurt and shit, all types of shit. Well, it's like I hate when niggas have to come back after they have to perform like that. And Kaylin Clark, the, the shit she was doing, averaging thirty and eleven in, in a tournament. Come on, my nigga, back to back forty point. Come on, man. Like some shit, they should just like let her ass get the fuck up out of there because her stock is at an all time high. So it's a huge step forward for women's basketball. Um, you got people talking about women's basketball damn near a week later. Like I said, the men's basketball game come and gone, but UConn whooped them niggas' ass, yada, yada, yada. Niggas is still talking about Angel Reese. I'm seeing Angel Reese. She getting interviewed on the I Am Athlete podcast. Nigga, she she turned, she turned talking shit about Jill Biden. So now nah, we good. We going to the Obamas. She get interviewed by Jamel Hill. She doing the fucking gritty with John Morant. Like, nigga, she's everywhere right now. And you love to see it. But don't get it twisted. Don't act like the people not going to turn to her. I'm already seeing motherfuckers acting like they tired of seeing her. And it's only been a week. The same way motherfuckers was, was, was celebrating Sha'Carri Richardson and shit like that. And you seen how quick they turned on her when she, when she lost a few races type shit. She posted up a picture. Motherfuckers tell her arms now. Like, motherfuckers don't fuck with her like they used to. It's going to happen with Angel Reese, and it's sad to say, but it's going to happen. Motherfuckers can only love you to a certain point, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers ain't going to love you all day, all 24-7, 365. They don't love you forever. You think you Kobe? <laughs> you think you Kobe? <laughs> they ain't going to love you forever, nigga. <laughs> they ain't going to love you forever, bro. But 
It's interesting, bro. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how all this shit plays out with Angel Reese. I feel like I know how it's going to go, but hopefully I'm wrong because she seems to have a great head on her shoulders, but the shit she's talking about so early on before her career even starts, her professional career even starts. So who knows what that can do for her marketing-wise and shit like that, bro, because she's a motherfucking stud when it comes to bat playing basketball. Um, But moving on, man, let's get into – let's get into – uh. It's against a dream fest, bro. Did y'all niggas see dream fest? Yo, my nigga, I ain't gonna lie to you. That dream fest shit was amazing. I usually don't even watch shit like that. Uh, I was watching the academic stream. That nigga happened to turn that shit on. Um, J. Cole, you don't know what dream fest is. J. Cole put on a concert, like a festival type concert every year. Um, it's like oh, it's like Drake's OVO festival type shit, right? Um and it's cool, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole grip and do his thing. I, I like J. Cole, but I don't like J. Cole at the same time. It's something about J. Cole that I just can't sit there and listen to J. Cole like that. I used to. I used to. Like, that shit used to be cool. You throw his little album on one time while you washing dishes or something like that. But, like, I'm not, if I'm not going to no J. Cole show, just listening to J. Cole. But it was a cool little event. The nigga shouldn't have told us Drake was coming because I was literally just waiting on Drake to hop on stage. Eventually, Drake shows his face. Drake hops on stage and he literally took that shit over. That shit instantly became OVO fest, my nigga. I'm sorry. No shots at J. Cole. You did an amazing job. The crowd was loving you, brother. But the moment that Arby Graham stepped on that motherfucking stage, I forgot about you. Them The, the crowd was so fucking loud. You thought they got the old crowd out, out with the old hand with the new type shit, my nigga. Like it was that wow. motherfucking crazy. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm the biggest Drake fan in the world. But damn it, I didn't realize how big of a Drake fan I was. <laughs> my nigga, Drake got I, you forget the nigga been around for 20 years. The nigga been around since LeBron, damn near. When Drake come out, bro? When Drake come out? Like, 08, something like that? So it's down there 20 years. He ain't come out 03. Drake didn't come out 03, so I'm not going to say that. Drake came probably out, like, what, 08, 2010, probably something like that. So Drake, you know what I'm saying? Probably, Drake been out for hell. At least 15 years. I'm going to say at least 15. I ain't going to get a nigga the whole 20. The nigga got so many hits, bro. And even the shit that ain't even hits is hits. Let me repeat that. The nigga got so many hits, bro, that some of the shit that ain't hits is hits. The nigga C-sides is A-sides for hella niggas. Drake different, bro. He bring out Glorilla. Y'all know how much I love Glorilla. I think every nigga want to fuck Glorilla. It's at a point, nigga, if you... If you if you don't want to fuck Glorilla, bro, you kind of gay. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> you kind of it's kind of something wrong with you, bro. If you if you don't like the confidence, if, if that confidence don't attract you, my nigga, it's something wrong with you, my nigga. Anyway, <laughs> she performs. She she puts on an amazing show. She does her choreography. You know, so she does her motherfucking me thing. Not only does he bring her out, the nigga brings out little Uzi. The nigga was up there rocking, my nigga. He was up there rocking, cuz. <laughs> he had the whole fucking crowd rocking. 
When the nigga played that, bro, I don't think niggas understand. You y'all understand how big of a song that is right now. That's one of those things that that's that's take that's gonna take the crowd to a whole nother level. So he did that. Not only did he bring Lil Uzi out, my nigga. Mind you, who the fuck did, did J. Cole bring anybody out? I well, he brought Drake out. He brought all these niggas out apparently, but technically, but so not only did he bring Lil Uzi and Glorilla out, <laughs> the nigga brings out 21 Savage. Oh, they got a tour coming up. So we all know that's happening. But it's something about 21 Savage. I told you, I, I didn't know 21 Savage was this fucking big. To me, the nigga was kind of, you know what I'm saying, mid as fuck. He, I knew he was having to be on big records and shit like that. You can't deny a nigga's success. But, you know what I mean, let's be real with the shit. But a nigga brings 21 Savage out, bro, and the shit just goes up another fucking level. So it's like, all right, cool. I think then I think before that he brought out the greatest of all time. It don't matter what order. The nigga brings out Lil Wayne, bro. Let me repeat that. The nigga brings wow. out fucking little Wayne. L- Wheezy. My nigga, he performed a Millie. My nigga, Drake. I had never seen a Drake performance. Like I think that's why I'm so blown away by shit. Like, of course I know the music. When Drake was performing, I was literally singing every motherfucking music song word for word. I, when a nigga played Marvin's Room, I was like, damn, the shit took a nigga back. And I ain't even like Marvin's Room back then. That's the crazy part about it. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, I never seen this nigga perform. And it was until I seen this nigga perform, I was like, yo, this nigga. I know a few weeks ago I was saying the weekend was like the like probably the goat, like the great, like the that nigga right now. Nah, it's Drake, but I'm be honest with you. Now that I've seen both of them perform, and I didn't even see Drake do his whole little show. I literally watched the weekend whole show on HBO Max. Hell of a show. Hell of a motherfucking me show. I was blown away. But that section, the guest appearance by Drake on uh, J. Cole's uh, Dream Fest, my nigga, Drake is different, bro. At this point, I'm looking at Kendrick a little. I'm looking at Kendrick with the side out. You got to put on a better motherfucking me show, bro. Because that, that nigga, what the fuck I just seen that nigga do, I see why that nigga charging that much for them tickets, but I ain't going to lie to you. Like, a nigga charged that much for them tickets. I see why. Because that nigga got hits. He got that shit. And any nigga he bring out, it's going, it's, it's, it amplifies their music to a whole nother level. Like, nigga, I love, I, I like that fuck nigga free song by, by Glow Real. I think everybody likes that song. But it hit different when Drake just got through performing. And then that shit come on. It's like an energy boost. Then when he bring Uzi, it's like another energy, but like the shit just kept going. It was different, bro. And it's like, because J. Cole keep you at a mellow level type shit. That Drake shit was different. I ain't gonna, he came there and shut that shit down. I ain't never seen somebody come on there and steal a nigga show like that. Like, I forgot J. Cole was even there until he brought J. Cole ass back on at the end and had the crowd sing Whitney Houston to him. Like That shit was amazing. That was probably one of the better festival performances I've, I've seen in a minute. 
Like I had, I recently told you I watched that Rolling Loud shit. Drake shit was better than anybody shit. Like if I got to rank performances and shit like that, now that I haven't seen Rolling Loud and this over this uh Dreamfest shit. It will be Drake number one, Future number two, and the rest of them niggas. Chief Keef is in the mix of all that shit. Chief Keef is just Chief Keef. Everybody love Chief Keef, so his shit always gonna be lit. But Drake, his shit was was head and shoulders above all these niggas. Shit, I ain't gonna hold you. Real motherfucking talk. But now Drake is Drake is by far probably the best the best artist out. I I I know niggas that I was saying that weekend shit, but now I'll sleep on Drake. But Drake is probably that nigga. Um, but moving on, man. Let's go ahead and get into uh Donald Trump, man. Um you know, um, over the couple of days, we all news came out that uh, uh, Donald Trump being indicted. Um, news came out today that he is uh, pled not guilty to thirty four counts, I believe. Thirty four counts. He pled not guilty. He had a press conference. He he did speak out and things of that nature. Um, you know, <clears throat> the reason why I bring this Trump shit up is I'm not a political nigga, man. I know sometimes I tap, I tap into all this political shit, but. I want to talk about something I noticed. You know, last night and this morning when I woke up, last night before I went to sleep, I was on TikTok. Um, when I woke up this morning, um, after I took care of a few things, I hopped on TikTok. And it was one thing I kept seeing. It was Donald Trump videos. And the Donald Trump videos, <laughs> the narrative was different this time. You know how back then, like when Trump was president and shit like that, the narrative was it was hate towards Donald Trump. Now the narrative on social media towards Donald Trump is, is a lot of comedy shit, and it's not a coincidence to me. Obviously, when Donald Trump is getting arrested, he's gonna be turned into a sympathetic figure. We all know how this shit go, bro. We all you already know how his team is trying. It's been spinning this to the public, and I don't think it's gonna be hard to do that just because, like niggas, niggas, niggas. Niggas ain't happy with Biden, bro. Let's just keep it a buck. Niggas is the reason Biden is in the office. Now you got Dr. His, the first lady, Dr. Biden, saying this fuck shit to Taurus LSU to bring Iowa up there too type shit, showing that they really fuck with, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the white chicks, enemies, victims, and shit like that. We all still remember the shit that uh, Joe Biden was on in the 80s type shit. Like, so that we really know how they truly feel about black people. And we really the reason why they really in the motherfucking me White House any motherfucking way. So it's like niggas ain't really feeling Joe Biden like that. Niggas, niggas really you hear more and more rumors of niggas fucking with Trump. I can't sit here and tell you if Trump ran right now, I wouldn't vote for him. I'm damn sure not voting for Joe Biden again. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm damn sure not vote for that nigga again. I look up at least once a month like, damn, why did I vote for this nigga? Every time I see that nigga in front of a microphone, I'm like, why did I vote for this nigga? Peer pressure. Not even peer pressure. Just, just, just motherfuckers said that was the right move. You know, when the group went, when, when it felt like everybody was coming together at one type shit, it was like for the first time in my life, I can honestly say that was when it felt like black people were just coming together as one. And I don't know if we was all bamboozled thinking that nigga wasn't going to serve out the whole term and Kamala Harris was going to step in there. Or we was all just blown away by her being the first, you know what I'm saying, African-American 
um, vice president, went female vice president. Like, I don't know if niggas was just blown away by that. But it's like, it felt like we was all coming together as one. So that's why niggas voted for Joe Biden. But this nigga can't put a whole sentence together. It's more and more clips coming out. This nigga just stumbling and rumbling through sentences. The clips about Donald Trump is all like funny shit. Even if it's him being an asshole, it's funny now. Like the shit is common because it's like this nigga was really the motherfucking president. But then when niggas think back pre-COVID, it's hard to think back pre-COVID and think bad about the shit. It's really hard to do that. I ain't going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. Anything that was fucked up to have him pre-COVID don't really seem that bad. Like, Trump don't even seem that bad because niggas just went through COVID. <laughs> like, niggas really just went through COVID, my nigga. Wow. So Trump don't even seem that bad. You you try to, you, you damn near forget the shit that this nigga was doing. The shit seemed damn near like a comedy sketch. Like, the videos that come out, where he talking shit to reporters, that shit is hilarious. When you compare that shit to Joe Biden can't even fucking talk. This nigga, they had a fucking... I remember the news tapped in on Joe Biden, bro. It was probably a live press conference after the, the shooting that took place a few weeks ago. They The fucking news tapped in on Joe Biden, bro. I bullshit you not. This nigga was talking about ice cream. I bullshit you not. This nigga, it was supposed to be a motherfucking me. Public service announcement about the school shooting. This nigga was up there talking about strawberry ice cream. So it's like, it, it's hard to, to, to really make Trump not the victim, a sympathetic figure right now. He getting locked up. Niggas ain't really fucking with Biden. It's not hard to make motherfuckers like Trump again. Because you got to remember, niggas was fucking with Trump before he became president. Niggas love Donald Trump, bro. Niggas looked at Trump as the most, the, the money-making guru nigga. He wasn't there in every rap song. So it's, it's, it's that love me, hate me, love me again shit, bro. It's, it won't be hard. And him getting arrested, man, you know, niggas, niggas hate the gut. Niggas hate the system. Niggas hate the system. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this shit really motherfucking me play out. It truly motherfucking is because this nigga getting, I've never, I think he's the first president to ever get indicted type shit. So I don't know how that goes with him running type shit. I'm not sitting there saying I'm I'm a vote for the nigga. I'm saying if that nigga is on the ballot and ain't nobody else, so it gotta be either motherfucking me, Michael Jordan, uh, <laughs> like it gotta be Michael Jordan, The Rock. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna take some some magnificent shit to get niggas to not vote for Donald Trump if that nigga's on there against Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know if you niggas just ain't thought about it. You niggas better hope Kanye West's name don't pop up on that motherfucker. Because anybody that runs other than Joe Biden will win that bitch. Joe Biden is not repeating that motherfucker. I'm telling you that shit right motherfucking now. Don't even don't even hold your motherfucking breath for you on that shit. <laughs> Real talk. Um, Moving on. Um, let's get into on the WWE, bro. WWE has been sold um, to Endeavor, the business partner uh, who also owns the UFC. I've talked about Endeavor when I brought up the whole Dana White slapping his wife video. Um, they bought the WWE, bro. I can be honest, with you, I, I was surprised when I when I found this news out. I never truly thought that that would leave the McMahon family. Um, it is interesting to see that it, it uh, that it did get sold. It has been sold for nine point four billion, I believe I saw. Um, Vince McMahon bought that company 
for one million, bro. For a nigga to buy a company for one million, then to sell that shit for uh 9.4 billion. Yeah, that motherfucker say like 9.4 billion, bro. 9.3 billion, I'm sorry. The sale of WWE um for a stated 9.3 billion value to UFC president Devere Corporation is almost 30% greater than the highest market capitalization the wrestling company has ever seen. My nigga, that's like that's probably one of the biggest leaks in human history. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's gonna be it's gonna be up there when you see the Cowboys get sold. The Cowboys, um, Jerry Jones bought that for a fucking lick, and that's the huge, that's the most um valuable uh sports franchise in the world. Uh, so when he sell that, that's gonna be a big lick whenever that comp whenever that team does get sold. Now that I seen the WWE get sold, I can definitely see the Cowboys getting sold. Um it's crazy to think because now that the endeavor, now that they have the UFC, news has came out that they will be merging the UFC and motherfucking me uh the wwe now how that's gonna play out i, I truly don't motherfucking me know um of course there's gonna be some crossover events obviously obviously gonna be some crossover events it's gonna be huge as fuck how that's gonna play out mixing real shit with scripted shit i truly don't know um what people don't know is what's coming out behind the scenes if you really tap in with this shit is that yeah vince mcmahon is selling it but apparently he coming back to like run this shit and like, I guess Triple H is not going to be in this position that he was in. It's a lot of WWE superstars that was that's uh, mad with this shit. Now, I'm not trying to come on here and act like I'm tapped in with this WWE shit. But I am finna say and act like this is one of the biggest fucking um, comp- multi-billionaire, multi-billion dollar companies in America, my nigga. Like in the world type shit, to be honest with you. I think they said WrestleMania is the 70... Uh, is the 70th greatest sporting event in the world. That's fucking crazy, my nigga. And that's that's wrestling, bro. That's fucking wrestling, my nigga. Scripted wrestling. Think about that shit. So that's one of the biggest companies in the fucking world. And to think that when news like this comes out, you automatically think it's, it's huge, great news for everybody. But when I'm, when you hear news that the superstars don't like the way that Vince McMahon runs things. Um, people are leaving. Mid-show, mid-WrestleMania, people found out new news of how shit was going to go because the news came out about this shit on Sunday. Like, the news was really starting. The rumbles was coming around, coming out around, like, Friday, I believe. And then Sunday is when the news actually came out that the, the merger and the, and the buyout had took place. So, it, apparently, the scripts and shit was changing you know what I'm saying? Mid-show. Niggas was finding shit out about what the fuck was about to happen. With Shit was getting canceled mid-motherfucking show. So it, it, it's crazy. It was, it was this much shit going on behind the scenes at this huge fucking sporting event. When you would think this shit would be handled much, 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 much different. You would think this shit would be, uh, all the big news would be handled afterwards and not during the motherfucking show causing all these goddamn ripples. I think that, I believe they said Triple H is stepping down from what the fuck he was doing. Um, you got all these other uh, athletes who had uh, who had uh, who had contract renewals and, and negotiation talks going down, stopping that shit, saying they leaving the company. It's a whole bunch of shit going on with the WWE, bro. And I didn't know I didn't know this shit. Like, so I'm not tapped in with this shit. I will say this: the one thing about the WWE, bro, the one sporting event that I would say is the greatest thing I've ever went to in my life is when I went to Royal Rumble a few years ago, bro. That was by far the best thing I've ever been to. I've been to 
nigga, countless NBA games. I've been to NBA playoff games. Nigga, I've been to every motherfucking thing you can imagine besides an NFL game. And the Royal Rumble, that motherfucker was the best thing I've ever been to in my life, my nigga. In my life. So this that wrestling shit different. I can only I I I would love to go to WrestleMania, my nigga. But to see that all this shit is going down and to see how this shit will be trickled down, it's gonna be amazing to see because I can only imagine what's gonna happen with retired, you know, some UFC fighters. Think about think about motherfucking me. Um think about Conor McGregor when that nigga retired. That nigga can go down the hall and start going doing some wrestling shit. You already know that you know I know his market gonna be huge. Think about Ronda Rousey, the Brock Lesnar's and shit like that. They are huge stars in wrestling, fam. Conor McGregor will be a huge motherfucking star in wrestling. He's a he was a huge star in this in boxing when he did the shit with Floyd. Think about what the fuck he would do in wrestling, my nigga. Think about the Israel Adesanya's. You know what I'm saying? Think about if if um what's the nigga name? Uh Francis. Think about if Francis Ngannou was still with the company. Think about niggas like that. Think about motherfucking me. Uh, uh, what's the nigga name? Uh, Aljamain Sterling. Think about that nigga climbing off the mu- jumping off the top rope. Like you gotta think about this shit, bro. Like this shit is gonna be big in the future. Like all these niggas in UFC that's huge stars that can touch different markets and of the world type shit. That when they retire, them niggas going off into training and shit like that. Man, fuck that, nigga. You finna go jump off the top rope, nigga? Do some of this wrestling shit. Hit some of these these uh these these city dates, you know what I'm saying, on the motherfucking me calendar schedule, nigga, get this bag, my nigga. It's gonna be interesting to motherfucking me see, bro. I think that's a huge motherfucking me play that's gonna be happening in the sports world for the years to come. Real motherfucking me talk. Um, I think that's all I motherfucking me got, bro. I don't even feel that motherfucking me good. Um, yes, yeah, that's, that's all I got on the motherfucking me docket, bro. Short motherfucking me episode. Um, I do want to say this though. Um Yo, why when niggas start getting money, niggas want to start going to the gun range and shit? <laughs> like, like <laughs> niggas start getting into guns and, and shit like that, and they start getting a little bit of money. Like, niggas feel like they got to protect everything and anybody walking down the street type shit. I just seen the motherfucking me video where that nigga Money Man shooting some shit, boy. I don't know what the fuck that nigga was shooting, but that nigga, it had everything in the, in the background moving type shit, bro. Like, I don't know, but I'm going to the motherfucking me shooting range um, this Sunday. Um, Nice little weekend. Nice little weekend for uh, sports right now. Like I said, tonight we got this uh, this Wednesday night when I'm recording this. We got the Lakers versus uh, Clippers for the six, uh, going for the sixth seed. Uh, well, really for the fifth seed, to be honest with you. Whoever wins is going to go to the fifth seed. Um, big game. Lakers. Hopefully, Lakers can win and pull this game out. We barely pulled out a game last night. I knew it was going to go to overtime. Lakers always do that shit. But every time they got a back-to-back game or a big game coming up, the niggas go to overtime, bro. I'd be like, what the fuck is these niggas doing? But yeah, I was it was expected type shit. I actually expect these niggas to win tonight. This kind of remind me of uh that stint when we had in 2020 when we beat the Clippers, when we beat Milwaukee, right before the fucking COVID shit took place. This kind of feel like that. I'm not gonna lie to you. So hopefully we can pull this shit out. That gang gonna be starting in like 30 motherfucking minutes at the time as I'm uh, recording this right now. Um but hopefully Lakers, hopefully Lakers can pull that shit out, man. Uh, this weekend, we got UFC. Um, Izzy Israel Asanya trying to get his motherfucking belt back. 
Um, so that's going to be very, very interesting. I don't think he will be doing it. Though. I believe he needs to leave that Brazilian nigga alone. <laughs> he needs to leave that nigga the fuck alone. Anytime a nigga knock you out twice and then beat you the other time, fair and square, leave that nigga the fuck alone. He is not to be played with, brother. <laughs> Learn your motherfucking lessons before you start biting like Tyson in that bitch, man. Um, but also with that, um, there's more fights on that motherfucking card. It's a motherfucking headbangers. You got uh, Gilbert Burns versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Everybody love Jorge Masvidal. He's making an appearance after losing a couple fights in a row. He's trying to get back into the swing of things, get a motherfucking uh, uh, shot at the title with Leon Edwards. So it's going to be very interesting, bro. The, the fucking playoffs are starting very soon. Um, so it's very it's, it's very interesting to see where things is going, man. Um like I said, I'm going to the gun range on Sunday. I've never been to a gun range, but I, I truly don't know what to expect. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I ain't shot a gun, like, on some real shit ever. Like, yeah, nigga done shot a gun, like, on 4th of July type shit, but I ain't never, like, shot no motherfucking gun just to be shooting it type shit. So as much as, as much aim as I think I got, I truly don't know. <laughs> like, like, I can throw on the show. I can throw good. Like, I got accuracy and I'm throwing type shit, but... I don't know what it's like to shoot that motherfucking that 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 that, that Ruger that that big boy type shit. So we're gonna we're gonna soon we're gonna find out this motherfucking weekend, man. I'm gonna go to the shooting range and uh get my money, man, on type shit, man. But um, that's all I motherfucking me got, man. Where's my motherfucking me music, man? Um, you know, it's all love these ways, man. You know what I'm saying? Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And I how to this episode, man. We out this motherfucker. Peace. I ain't gonna lie, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I've been trying to see when I get with this fashion shit, it's like I'm trying to be on some Rico Suave, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, you know, on some climbing shit. You know how niggas be trying just to climb it, you know what I'm saying? It's hard because it be so much of me hot out here. And I'm trying to wait on to get a little bit hotter out here, but the fucking it's, it's 70 degrees out here, my nigga. The lowest is like 42, so the highest is like 70, my nigga. It's hard to, I don't know what the fuck to buy type shit. <laughs> You know, when you get a little bit of money, you want to spend and shit start burning a hole in your pocket. If I door dash one motherfucking me time, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to find some dope ass shit to start wearing on camera, man. So um, if y'all got some motherfucking ideas, you know what I'm saying? Some nice motherfucking, some fashion tips and shit like that. Um, some shit where I can find some dope shit pretty much is all I'm looking for. Uh, I got my own little eye for taste and shit like that. So if y'all know I can just find some dope ass shit. I'm a fan store here, some little thrift stores and shit. That's why I used to find a lot of dope ass vintage shit. I'm a vintage ass nigga, but I like wearing vintage ass shit. So um, I might shop, go back to one of these little thrift stores around here and see what the fuck is going on, man. Um, see if I can get some more flannels and shit like that. But I'll let y'all know, man, when I start shut, shitting on these niggas, man. But until then, man, how hot shot, man? We out this motherfucker. Peace. Welcome to Raw. Oh, gee! Alright, man, you know the fuck they ain't never playing on me, man. <laughs>